It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, December 23rd, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Metlakatla's tribal government is asking residents to conserve power after a diesel generator failed. The generator supplements the community's hydropower plant, but as KRBD's Eric Stone reports, it failed amid surging demand brought on by an extended cold snap. Metlakatla Mayor Albert Smith says the generator went down on Sunday, plunging the community into darkness. We tried to work on it. We thought we had it going on Monday. It was running, but it still had some issues. Then ultimately, by Monday evening, it, it, it was offline and, and offline for good now. Crews restored power a few hours after Sunday's outage, but the backup generator remains offline. That means Metlakatla's power grid is severely limited. Usually, Metlakatla's 4-megawatt hydropower dam is enough to serve the community's needs. But with temperatures in the teens and single digits, the backup generator was necessary to keep lights and heaters on. Smith issued an urgent call for power conservation. Shut off anything you don't need. That's non-essential. Of course, keep your heat on. Of course, you know, make your food. But anything non-essential, please unplug or shut off. Officials are asking residents to delay washing dishes, showering, and turning on heaters until late hours. Residents are also asked to unplug any unused devices and Christmas lights to help alleviate the strain. The local power utility, Metlakantla Power and Light, began turning off half of its streetlights on Wednesday. Smith says he reached out to the Federal Bureau of Indian Affairs for help on Monday. The BIA and a host of other agencies started searching for any available generators and finally found one in Washington state on Wednesday. Jeremy Zidick is a spokesperson for Alaska's State Emergency Operations Center, which is helping Metlakantla respond to the generator failure. The BIA Bureau of Indian Affairs has located some funding within their budget, and it looks like they're going to be able to provide a temporary generator for a period of time until we can identify and work out the funding for those long-term solutions. And Zidick says a warming trend should provide a reprieve for the overtaxed power system. The good news is that the weather is going to improve there and the temperatures are going to get above freezing. And that should help the situation there a little bit. Smith, Metlakatla's mayor, says the generator is expected to arrive via barge early next week. But he says it's just a temporary fix. It'll allow us to get back to normal, but we should still uh, be practicing conservation until through the winter months. Smith says the community was awarded a federal grant to replace the now-failed backup generator about a year ago, but citing logistical issues, he says the funds have yet to arrive. It's unclear when a permanent replacement generator could be in place. As of Wednesday afternoon, the community was using about 80% of the hydropower dam's capacity. The mayor said in a public notice that the community was not out of the woods yet, but assured residents that everything that can be done is being done. Smith says no further outages are expected. Updates are available at the Metlakatla Indian Community Facebook page and on notice boards at public buildings in town. With additional reporting from KRBD's Reagan Miller, I'm Eric Stone in Ketchikan. An orphaned polar bear cub rescued from Prudhoe Bay last month is receiving care at the Alaska Zoo in Anchorage, where it may become a permanent resident. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service says the cub was spotted around Thanksgiving by Hillcorp staff. 
Dave Gustine, Fish and Wildlife's polar bear program lead, says the nearly year-old bear wouldn't have survived in the wild alone, since cubs spend more than two years with their mothers. Also, it had become too comfortable around people. A team of biologists traveled north and set up a trap to capture the cub. We were able to get the trap uh, baited in position, just upwind of the bear, and the bear caught our scent and, and walked into the trap, which was attached to the truck, and then we dropped the door. The cub was then sedated, crated, and flown from Dead Horse to Anchorage as cargo on an Alaska Airlines flight. Gustine says the bear weighed 103 pounds when it was captured versus 120 to 220 pounds for typical cubs of the same age. Otherwise, its behavior is pretty normal. The zoo currently has one female polar bear, Cranberry. Zoo staff would like to keep the newcomer, Gustine says, but are working through an application process with Fish and Wildlife. I think we're pretty optimistic um, that the bear will remain here in Anchorage at the Alaska Zoo, but we're not certain at this point. The new bear is not on public display. Neither Fish and Wildlife Service nor zoo staff have yet decided what to call it, Castine says. No names. No names yet. No. (laughs) You'll talk to the zoo about that. The Fish and Wildlife Service thanked the zoo for its help housing the cub, as well as Hillcore for initially reporting the animal and Alaska Clean Seas for logistical and field support. In many indigenous stories in Alaska, Raven is a clever and enterprising character. That's also the case in Clinket storytelling. Wrangell students recently brought a story of Raven's antics to life with a shadow box theater performance. KSTK's Sage Smiley reports. Get stories tell of how Yesh, Raven, brought light to the world and helped ensure the tides rise and fall each day. One story of Raven and King Salmon also tells of Raven's trickery and gives some explanations for the markings and migratory patterns of birds in the region. The story is told by Catherine Mills and transcribed by Nora Marks Danhauer and Richard Danhauer. This fall, it was featured in a celebration at Wrangell High School. After the local dance troupe sang and danced the Wrangle Coming In song, the lights went out except for a large white sheet lit from behind. Beginning Clinket students held cut-out birds and fish shapes on strings to act out the story. Clara Waddington narrated. Raven is going along the beach. While he was going along the beach, he saw the king salmon. It was jumping out there in the bay. He was thinking about it then. What can I do to that king salmon to trick him into coming ashore? As the story goes, Raven tricks King Salmon into swimming onto the beach and clubs the salmon in the head. He has the other birds, his grandchildren, help him move the salmon to a pit for baking, but tells them they have to go gather skunk cabbage from far away to line the pit. Then he eats the salmon all by himself and hides the evidence under a tree stump with only the salmon's tail sticking out. He tells the other birds the stump rolled onto the salmon and squished it. Some of the little birds are crying. 
When they are wiping the white around their eyes, it turns black. But Robin sat close to the fire and scorched her belly, and it's the color of fire. The magpie is trying to fly away, and Raven holds her back, and he says to Magpie, while there are still salmon in the creeks, don't fly down here. Only when there are no more salmon in the creek, that's when you fly down to the coast. The class held the shadow box storytelling in honor of Native American Heritage Month, which takes place in November. Local representatives from the tribal government, Alaska Native Brotherhood and Sisterhood, Tlingit and Haida, and community members came out in support. Tsutskhan Winston Davies introduced the play. He's the former Indian education director at the schools. This month and every month, we honor the precious, strong, and enduring cultures and contributions of all Native Americans and recommit ourselves to fulfilling the, pro- the full promise of our nation together. Refreshments after the performance included fry bread, salmon dip, and whipped soap berries. Student Yish Tlak Mia Wiederspoon led the song for whipping the soap berries. Tlingit teacher Juan Tlain, Virginia Oliver, closed out the performance and asked the kids to let elders have first dibs on the fry bread. We just wanted to show our appreciation and our pride in Wrangell, Native people, and all Native peoples in the world. I'm Sage Smiley. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Friday, December 23rd, 2022. Snow, high near 34. East wind around 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 100%. New snow accumulation of 2 to 4 inches possible. Tonight, rain and snow, becoming all rain after 10 p.m. Low around 34, east wind around 15 miles per hour with gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 100%, new snow accumulation of less than one inch possible. You're tuned into your community radio station, Raven Radio KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. 